We're live. Hey guys, my name is Dr. Sharnell Wilberton Zion. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Really excited about this one. We're having a little bit of tech issues right now. Um, let me see if we can make um, make something happen here. Um, Derek Truth Seeker is going to come back with us in a minute because we are discussing a really, really exciting topic. I am I am like biting at the bit on this one. Um, I actually heard him talking about this on another um show with karen Britt, and can you hear us now yeah, yeah. Excellent. Awesome. and i was just up one night in the middle doing my thing having some things i've had a lot of stuff going on a lot of deaths recent in the last couple months there's been a slew of people who have decided to go that happened to be my people or my friends or my pets. And anyway, he was talking with Karen about what the Bible really says about talking to the dead. And I mean, it was, it was crazy. So, uh, I immediately contacted him after, um, and was like, I got to get you on and we got to have a talk about this. And I want to, you know, so Craig was all about it too. And yeah, um, so welcome, before we get started, to go to SwiftFire.org, dude. Get on the subscribe list. Find out all the great shows we have coming up. We have the coolest people coming up. You guys are going to be so freaking excited about the lineup that I have for the next couple months. We have some cool, cool people we've never had before. Best-selling authors, worldwide leaders, great, amazing people with great tools that are going to help support you and all your people and all your family in the middle of all the stuff that's going on to help increase frequency, health, vitality, and mindset, you know? And so, um, yeah, we have Dr. Mind, Carolyn Mind is coming on. Uh, we have Barbara Lamb coming on. She is like freaking amazing. I have Dr. Um, Joshua Coleman talking about estrangement and the family. I have Joni Patry, worldwide known astrologist coming on and so there's lots if you guys just hit the button hit that subscribe um get on our our newsletter but um yeah without any further ado craig and derek true seeker welcome Hi. To <laughs> if i may before, before we go to derek i was thinking about it today and um last time i sort of had a messenger conversation with derek was in october and i did check this because do you remember when uh, we had matthew mornian on and he um he gave us both a, a, a card reading <laughs> it kind of triggered me a little bit you know there was those little religious triggers are still there occasionally so what did i do i came off and i went straight to derek i was like derek have i just been possessed by satan <laughs> oh no <laughs> Not at all, not at all. And Derek was like, like I think I called him Pastor Derek actually in in the message. Makes sense. <laughs> um, and obviously Derek just just he's like, no, it's you know it depends on the person, and he just he just like <clears throat> talked about you know basically put me at ease and just like you're safe, dude. You're totally safe. So that's the kind of person that Derek is. I totally trust you, Derek. I think you're one of the greatest voices in all this spiritual world of spirituality. I think you're one of the most open-minded and safe people out there. So welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that means a lot. And I, I get that message a lot and something I talk about a lot. And, um, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, doing any of this, you, you know, we're, we're students and we're practitioners, you know, and um, I'm a student of the Bible and of life. And so I want to make sure that I'm not just spouting off information. I want to be able to prove it, whether it's scripturally, 
Um, some of this stuff is just hidden layers and layers and layers. So to like, you know, Christianity, we've been taught to give people good one liners and, and we've messed up by doing that. So um, the, the scripture says that Christ came in, in, in the context of the book. He comes in the fullness of the book. So you can't just take this one part or this one part. It's layers upon layers upon layers and it's dimensional. All of this is dimensional. And that's the that's the mind blowing thing. And once you understand this, you know, arguing with anybody about being right or what does the Bible really say depends on who you're talking to, which character you're playing at the moment. Are you a Pharisee? Are you a sinner in need of a savior? Or are you now operating as Christ? Because if Christ be in you, you are a new creation and you're dead. The old you is dead. Don't consult that person. Come on, we jump in the gun. We're getting into consulting the dead. But the old version of you is dead. No longer exists. Don't go back there. Don't reminisce. Don't say what might have been. So there was a big difference in breaking down these these words, if you will, whoa, scripturally, whoa, whoa. and don't what they mean back. today. Tell me, go back. Um, <laughs> don't say what might have been. Explain that. Mm. Well, just living in the past, the the Israelites remembering when they were dead. Man, we had it good then, though. You know, I had plenty of friends. I had this. I had that. I didn't have people. You know, I didn't have to do this or that. They they remembered their former life before they were rescued. And it's like it's in the idea of of praying for something and asking for something and God moving in your life. And then you start complaining about the very thing that you were begging for. So looking at the grass is greener on the other side, and it always is until you get there, but the grass is greener where you water it. So all of this is a great bigger context. And I'm I'll just, I'll tell you, it's hard to, it's hard to stay on one vein. It's hard to stay in one dimension because you got to figure out who they were talking to. And the, and the truth is they're talking to many different people, depending on, we all know this, where you are in life when you read it, where you are in life when you read it. Are you, again, a sinner in need of a savior? Are you looking for a remedy or are you now the remedy because you've become a holy medium and Christ is living in you and through you and speaking to individuals through you? So the, the conversation broadens so much and it's so beautiful. Well, I know Dana's on. She's watching. And Dana, um, maybe a, more than a year ago, could have been definitely last year, was asking me, what is up with mediums? Like, why did you have a medium on your show? And because I did, I had Megan Rose on and she's been on many times. We didn't talk about mediumship. And yeah, here's, I yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't look at someone who professes to be a medium or a prophet or a musician or a plumber and go like, I can't, I can't learn from you. Yeah. I can't be friends with you. You can't be on my show. You don't have anything to say. I, Craig and I, we get, I know you get everybody too. We get like all kinds of people because we can learn from anybody about anything. And we didn't even ever talk about mediumship. We talked about universal law and she had a lot of great keys in that. And we all talked about that. And we had a six week series on it or a four week series on it. Um, and I have a lot of other people that I don't necessarily agree or disagree or even know what they believe. Uh, I'm not like trying to, you know, find all the people who 100% believe everything I believe and 
came from my background and da 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 da. And those are the only people I ever talked to in my life or on my show. That yeah. is ridiculous to me. Yeah. We are born for love. I am born. I came from love. I am love. I will continue to be unconditional love to any person who is any position in life or purpose in life. And that I see as anyone who comes in my realm as someone that I got to learn. Some, there's something to learn from this person, you know? So, but going to get about this topic, I do want to know, like, what, what is it that you share? Share a little bit about what you shared with Karen, um, as far as literally talking to the dead, who are the dead? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the scripture says that the, that the dead know nothing. And, and it, when, when they're talking about people, which are spirits, we're, we're spirits, we're spirits and a soul in a body together. And so in the Old Testament, it's referring to, in Judaism, receive, do not consult the dead. And so we think of, you know, grandfather or grandmother trying to speak to you. Maybe you get a whiff of her perfume and you smell it and it reminds you of her. Maybe you watch a movie and it reminds you of your grandparents or somebody that's not with you. And, and so we would say, yeah, that's, that's them giving you a little nudge. It, it came up to your memory and it reminded you of them. So, and that's big. That's huge, huge, huge in the Bible. That word right there, it reminded you. There was a memory. There was a memorial for them. And the moment that any of that happens, they are no longer dead. They're no longer dead. The moment that you remember them, the moment that you that you say their name, they now have a conduit and they're still here with you. Their energy, their essence, what they carried, the good or the bad, because the soul and the spirit separate at what, what we know to be death. When, when we leave this vessel, it separates. And so it says that the, the spirit goes back to God who gave it. But the soul is what is in the balance of how did the soul um, uh, elevate itself? Does it get rewarded? to go to the next phase or does it get stuck here or is it judged in, in the afterlife and goes to, goes to the underworld? So all of this is, is taking place. And when it was talking about that inside of really, we go to the Old Testament, but New, New Testament also the Pharisees. These were people who on the outside were, they were called whitewashed tombs because they looked like they were the religious leaders. They looked like they knew everything. They looked like they had it figured out. But inwardly, they were dead. They were the walking dead. There was no life in them at all. And so people are going around consulting the dead. What? The dead <laughs> spirits that are inhabiting the bodies of many in the religious community, right? Because exactly what was going on then is still going on now. And so they would go to them for, for their health concerns, to tell them about their health. They would go, they would consult the dead about the, their love life, about what they should do next and all of these things. The educational system, which is not here to educate you by any means or to it's here to extract something out, out of you and teach you something where you don't think for yourself because you are a person, you are a medium between all the realms to be able to get inspired inspiration from heaven. That's what a medium is. Yeah. That that so that word medium is it's not in the old testament. And in some of the um translations it puts that in there, but essentially it's a prophet. 
It is a prophet, which is a inspired man. That's all a prophet means. It's an inspired individual, prophet or prophetess. And so it essentially means you're a bag. You're a body that can inhabit spirit, that can that can have spirits and other spirits living inside of you. So a prophet is one who is under the inspiration of God, that God had inhabited his body, God's princes, God's angels were speaking to them and speaking through them. They were a conduit. They were a channel. That's a prophet. The same thing is, is what we get for our idea of a medium. It's somebody who's been inspired. It is, it is essentially, that word means to essentially take a, a balloon, which is just a body. You got to be able to put the spirit in something. And then you blow into it. You breathe into it. And now you can see it. Now it takes shape because it has the breath of life within it. And when you give up that breath and you're trying to go to these lost souls to get information, whether they're the, whether they're the spirits in the underworld and you're consulting them for information, you got to pay these spirits. They all charge different things. You got to pay. Everybody requires an exchange of energy and information. And that was the thing about Israel would say, listen, don't deal with the spirits of the dead because they don't play fair. They'll lie to you. They'll take everything you got. They want to live in you. They don't want to just come and give you information and go about their way. No, they you have to you have to give something. But it's the same for the kingdom of heaven as well. You have to live a certain type of life. You have to you have to die. And you have to step aside so that Christ may live in you. The life that you once lived, you got to die to it daily. Not, so now you become dead so that Christ may live in you. This is the whole spectrum of how the spirit world is working and how it worked in antiquity. And there's a reason where they don't want us to remember ancestors and remember those who came before us. Because the moment you remember them, they're alive. I think I've just got about 9.6 billion questions out of that, what you just said. <laughs> For sure. Remind everybody, please share this right now and yeah. make sure you're doing all the likes and the loves because there's a lot more people that need to hear this. Um, go ahead, yeah. Craig. I got something after you, but go. go yeah, well, uh, which one? Um, so before I came on, I, I actually just like Googled um, the definition of medium. Um, and it literally just means a mediator between one entity and another that's it so you know a secretary is a medium because they go between you know client and boss or company or whatever you know um and so obviously as you've just described a medium is someone who has a certain spiritual capacity to be in touch with the unseen world and they will mediate between this realm and that realm yeah would you, would you say that's a pretty you know that's okay. Exactly what it means. Yeah. So in a sense, we all have the capacity to do this. I mean, that's, that's or in this, whatever you want to call it, this spiritual awakening, as we become more attuned to the unseen world, we're going to have these experiences. We're going to, I mean, you know, we don't talk about our own experiences much, but I've had experiences with my granddad and I've mm -hmm. had an experience with my nan. Yeah. Um, they're not in this realm anymore. Um, it happens. And, um, you know but they're not dead precisely they're and not that, dead. That, defining that, that, that was the other question sorry Sean. yeah how do you define 
dead then. Like these people, that they, they still exist. They're not dead. Our definition of dead is, is leaving this body, but that's not the biblical definition, the spiritual definition. How would you define it? Yeah. Um, so there's levels, layers, and dimensions again. So where are they at? So essentially for us, what would be considered dead is something that goes into the realm under us. And so there's this notion to want to get back into the heavenly kingdom to take our places back in the place where we came from. This is not our first estate. We didn't come from, we didn't come from here, but a part of us did a part of us that the, the, the personality and the body, which is from here, but your spirit, that essence is from above. So the, the dead are the ones who, when they leave this, they don't get awarded or rewarded to go into the heavenly kingdom and they're stuck in between. Right. right. Um, and so because they were wicked spirits, the dead are the wicked spirits who are awaiting judgment. And uh, we, we, we have we have partnered with them in this flesh, in this life. We've we've been taught by them. Mm-hmm. We, and so we're so we're defiled. We've all see, that's the thing. When they can trick us to say, hey, don't consult the dead. Don't remember your grandmother. She's dead. She doesn't exist. And they can teach you that. And then now you you lose the idea that you consulted the dead to not even do that. Somebody who has no connection with the world beyond this world, because you can, you can ascend or you can descend as well. There's levels and there's levels below us. And here's the level that many of us pass through and we've tapped our toe in. We've been there. Maybe we feel there in our spirit now, maybe it's got a a hold of us, but it's something the Bible refers to as the Valley of the shadow of death. And this is where the dead souls dwell dwell in and it is a dimension that coexists with ours just like the heavenly dimensions coexist as well that a part of us can be present here but also be seated with the spirits of death in the underworld at the same time just like you whatever's good for you in christ that you're seated with christ in heavenly places outside of christ into chaos into confusion into everything which is vile that's death and there's sins that bring forth death. So you can be in two places at once. So I would say it's the spirits that are condemned, the condemned souls, which are from the, the, the earth before that was dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. And they're stuck here and they want access. They want want energy. They want to operate through us. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. A couple of things. (laughs) <laughs> my my uncle came to me after he passed at the end of my bed and it it freaked me out it woke me up in the middle of the night i felt it i hurt i, I, I don't know how to explain it and i've had a lot of this i've had joan of art come to me mm-hmm. i've had bob jones over and over i have had gary young come to me over and over um but my uncle when he came the only thing he said is first i i felt shocked i was like it scared me He's literally like like a hologram, almost real. And then all he said is, you're welcome. And he smiled and winked and he was gone. And I had no idea what that meant. It totally shook me from the inside out. And it was within days that my high school, college, previous fiance that we broke up and I got back to get like reconnected and are now married. Now, the story with my uncle is my uncle 
had a, a lady he was engaged to, he went off to war. And when he came back, she was married to somebody else and didn't know it. This is, he was a great uncle. He's my grandfather's father. So um, anyway, he never married and he was always in love with this woman. And I think around 60, the, she contacted him and because his, uh, her husband passed and they, or they ran into each other somewhere or something. And they ended up, he got married at like 71 or something for the first time to, or late sixties to his first love. Wow. And they, they were together until now they've both passed. But anyway, I felt looking back that somehow he orchestrated something behind the scenes and said, you're welcome. And Brian came back and then, or I came back or whoever, some, we got back together. But so that's one thing mm. they can bring messages without you trying yeah. to like conjure them up or like, Hey, can I talk to you, grandpa or yeah. dead dogs or whatever? The other thing is you mentioned a couple things in the other interview. You mentioned um, when Jesus said, remember me. Yeah. And you also mentioned Lazarus. Jesus said was not dead. Going yeah. back to what you just said about mm -hmm. who's dead and who isn't. You said they're asleep. The Bible says Lazarus was, he's just sleeping, you know? So talk about a couple of the, the remember me. I know you touched on it, yeah. but then also about the whole Lazarus is not dead. Let's go back to that definition, you know? Yeah. So again, whenever you, whenever you remember someone, they're, they're present. The word memory is where we get the word memorial. And when somebody dies and we go to their memorial service, we're remembering them. And when we have that memory, they're not dead. All of the, all, all of the other traditions earlier, like the Hebrew tradition, um, and then obviously going to uh, Egypt and Sumeria, they, this was a common practice and it was still a common practice in the, in the Hebrew tradition in, in the Bible. That's why they built statues. That's why they had monuments. This was a way for them to channel and to remember that energy that every time they saw it, they remembered it. Oh, wow. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember my covenant. Write it down. Bind it as a front lip between your eyes. Put it on the doorpost of your home so that as soon as you see it, boom. Man, I remember that covenant. I remember when God saved this man, when I was at my lowest moment, man, I got this tattoo. This tattoo reminds me when I got born again and whatever, like there's all of these things around us because why did Christ say that? Do this when you come together. Remember me as often as you meet, do this in remembrance of me, because if you do, I will appear in the midst of you. If as long as you have somebody here to remember you, to say your name, there's a threat all throughout the Old Testament. And the threat was, we're going to cut the people off and, and they will have nobody to remember their name. You have nobody to celebrate you. Nobody will remember the great exploits. And they would go as far to as killing everyone that you've ever met, tracking down your, your lineage. You don't have anybody with no pictures, nothing of you where somebody has the ability to say your name and bring you back into this realm so that you can be there for the knowledge, the inspiration to be inspired like a prophet, to in, inspire means in is to inhale, spire is spirit. 
is breath. Mm. To be inspired by whatever they carry. So what are you being inspired by? Are you being inspired by demonic things? Are you being inspired by the dead souls? Or are you being inspired by life-giving breath? Because anything that has the breath praises God. Let everything that has the breath of life praise the Lord. To remember, if you don't remember, they're forgotten. I mean, we can look at we can look at the um, the um, Spanish tradition with with the Day of the Dead. We can also look at the yeah. Catholic the Catholic yeah. tradition. The Catholic that's the same thing. The, the day All the Saints' Day. All Saints. That's my dad's birthday. So All Saints' Day is a celebration of life. Life. Yes. Yeah. And as long Absolutely. as they have somebody here that remembers them, they they come. That's what that's where Halloween comes from. All Saints Day. Yeah, yeah. They show, yeah. Up, they show up and they celebrate. But if you don't remember them, if you don't put out offerings like Jesus, then you come back and you get a a, a, a trick because you because you forgot about them, and so yeah. the souls come back because you got to give them energy. Mm. You have to give. This is what it's hard for people to understand. You got to give Jesus energy. Yes. If everybody forgets about him, he, he doesn't have access here anymore. Wow. <laughs> but as long as he's got two or three in my name, there I am. What if there is no two or three? Yeah. What happens? Real, to, to be honest with you, what happens? This place gets destroyed because his grace and what he carried is not here. That is sustaining this place. That's what holds it together. Yeah, I get that. And yeah. So the, the light and the righteous, the righteous ones that are here are the salt of the earth. They preserve it. So as long as we're here and as long as we're remembering his name, then there's still chances for, for the other dark souls to evolve and to repent and to bring many sons back into glory, back into glory. The ones who fell, not the, uh, not the initial evil ones that are wicked, but the ones who are perplexed, the ones who are a little bit good, a little bit bad, which are what? It's all of us. And it was, and it was Jesus. When he was here in, in body, he understood this. He understood that he had a, a choice. They, they, they called him good, good teacher, good, good master. He said, wait a minute. There's none good but God. Do not call me good. Jesus, you're so good. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm choosing to be good because I remembered, I remembered where I came from and I want to go back and I'm doing this so that I can bring many sons back into glory. Memory, remembrance, it's all memorial, statues, commandments. Do this, man, it's so powerful because in, 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 a, in an idea of you got people, maybe even in your family that you wanna forget about. You don't wanna remember them. And that's kind of a bigger thing too. So hold on, you don't have anybody that wants to remember you. All they want to do is forget you. And mm -hmm. so you'll move into the land of the forgotten, which that ties directly in with the Spanish tradition with the Day of the Dead. As long as they have somebody here to say their name and to celebrate them and to tell their stories and to speak for them, you still have access to them. They're not dead. Mm -hmm. They are not dead. So when you you mentioned before, like you, they, just a memory of them pops up in your head or you just start thinking about them. Yeah. 
that's is that them trying to make contact with you or is that something in you trying to draw them in both i'd say it's both yeah because yeah. you have some that's kind of random which happens and the way that works is is the energy goes where the intention is or who can who can carry it because we do again if we're if we are uh, we are a vessel that is able to carry water water is spirit right oil is 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 spirit um wine spirit of intoxication to be filled or to soak up like a sponge is what jesus told the woman at the well stop drinking from below and she um, she was channeling but it's who she was channeling the law the prophets it warned us for, for channeling these disembodied spirits who were evil and they're down there for a reason because they just took they they, they were of what we'll call satan they come to steal kill and destroy they were not of the light they were not life-giving spirits they only came here to take and the end of that individual's life showed you what spirits they were operating in and who they partnered with because it stole from them until their dying breath so this is the the ability that we have and it comes to us if you're ready to carry it so here here's here's an idea like you can tap in and want to channel the inf information by saying their name by wearing their t-shirt, by getting a necklace, so many ways that you're re reminded and remembered, you can channel it in. But I've also found that even if you don't know how to do any of that, as long as you are a conduit and you're the only one, or at least you're, you don't have to be the only one, let me change that. But if you're the perfect one who can carry it and, and the next step of what you need is something that somebody carried in, the 1600s and the 1200s and nobody else has showed up to remember them, not even by their name, but by their deed and who they were because they were what they did. That was, that was their persona, persona, person, personification. So you, by getting into alignment, you are a candidate to be filled with what they carried and they'll show up and visit you. Now you may not see them, you, I don't see them. They don't come to me in, in bodily form. I find downloads and epiphanies, is, it, which are biblical terms, which is when the angels or those from the angelic realm come to you and give you information. And then I'll, that's what, how it happens for me. And then in my studies, I'll find who they were because I've studied deep enough and long enough things that I've never heard in my life and they are a bit scary, like meant like much of this. Mm -hmm. And then you find the Jewish rabbi who lived in the 1600s who had books on this, or the people that were into uh, early Christianity or different saints who nobody showed up to carry their torch or to remember them. So they've been forgotten mm -hmm. until you come into alignment with what they were carrying, what your grandmother was carrying, all of the good or the bad, but now it lives through you. And that's how this information works. There's so many names for this. You can call it the Akashic or whatever. But when you become a perfect conduit, your cup will be filled. It's it's out of this world. But that's what's going on with Literally. these downloads and epiphanies. Literally. Well, the, and then you mentioned, you know, the, the bad or the good or just how they can come around. Craig, you mentioned it too. Um, I can there's technology that can pick that up. I yeah. have biofeedback oh, yeah. and, and I can do a scan on someone 
and I can tell if there's a, attachments, um, good or bad for entities. And yep. I can really figure out why they're in. Um, yesterday I was with Dr. Lucky for the day. We did a lot of research and he actually picked up on, on it. What call me, whatever. I'm just telling you, he's full on Pentecostal, like loves Jesus straight. Mm -hmm. He's a pastor <laughs> and, and he's muscle testing and he keeps coming up with, you know, there's a dog here. He keeps going on about this dog and he said something about October and the dog and he's muscle testing. He gets it all the way down. He asked me the dog that just passed. I said, you know, I had a dog that just passed that I'm having a hard time about. And, um, he said the birthday was in October, which I had to call Brian and ask. And we got the, he got the birth certificate and there it is October 29th. You know, I didn't even remember her birthday. But he picked it up in my body and he was like, she's right there. Yeah. And, and he was like, I can't see it, but the the energy is coming and I can feel it when I'm testing you. And there's some things we needed to do to like, whatever. I don't know. There was no message or whatever, but. It's the tangle sort of thing or do you think? Or Yeah, I think there was like, I don't know if she was just, there were some things about her death that were really tough. Um and there needed to be some closure on it um so but just the fact that we can you know this is measurable yeah. we can pick this up this is not like a i think I, i'm just let me um you know check my guides you know whatever it, i mean this is not a guess game or an imagination this is can be picked up on equipment yeah. this can be picked up on your physical body this can be picked up in pictures yeah. this can actually be even detected by your own voice through biofeedback and uh, a lot of people just think this is like hogwash or whatever but even yeah. like demonic spirits are energies and napoleon hill has a book called um outwitting the devil which was like a hallmark major game changer for me and my awakening because he said the main thing is everything is energy including demons whatever entities spirits we're all spirits like you yeah. said and how um health and finances and and the lower energies are how they try to get yeah. people is to to drag them in through either financial or health situations yeah. um to to get them entangled um but go back to the Lazarus thing, because that's a big deal. Yeah. If you yeah, don't mind. So, yeah, well, it says it says that Lazarus was asleep. And so they were trying to come to Jesus when supposedly he had died. Everybody thought he was dead. And Jesus was kind of like brushing it off. Hey, I'll, I'll get there when I can. I, I'll see you when I see you. Right. And it says, you need to come to the funeral. He said, no, let the dead bury the dead. Y'all go and mourn. I'm not mourning. I'm rejoicing. Because he's probably with them, probably with them, because Jesus lets you know this is deep. Jesus was resurrection. Any everywhere that Jesus went, there was life. Dead things came back to life. Relationships got and get restored. Heart broken hearts get mended. Come on, everywhere he goes, he's is life in him. They ask him about the resurrection. When are these when are these people coming back? When's it, when's the resurrection? He said, "I am the resurrection, and I'm the life." Still. Well, when is when is judgment? I'm the judgment. 
you're the judgment. No, no, no. That's symbolically judgment. No, no, no. I'm the, 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 the terrible day of the Lord showed up in the form of a humble servant. I'm it. Laughed them, laughed them away. They couldn't see it. But the disciples and those who were alive in their spirit, those who had eyes to see, they understood because his words were life. His words were God breathed. They were inspired. It's somebody who spoke not off of opinion, off of some doctrine. They were experiencing this and encountering this. So when it came to uh, Lazarus, man, did y'all see me raise these other people from the dead? Okay, why, why fret about Lazarus? When I get there, I'll see him. Maybe Lazarus has to go through some things. And he gets there, calls Lazarus forth, and he says, don't, you're, 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 son Lazarus is not dead he's only asleep and as many as many of us right now who it appears to be that we're dead that that we don't have that life in us but we're asleep we're just spiritually asleep it says the people have been put under a deep sleep or a slumber a spirit of slumber has been put upon the people when you go back to that word that we're just diving real deep into that sleep there because it's really deep when you dive into that in the Greek so the sleep there is it's from the word hypnos and it means to be hypnotized the people are under a spell yeah and they don't they forgot who they are they don't know who they are and they just keep repeating these cycles over and over because they're just walking around aimlessly they're asleep but it comes from the greek tradition where the god hypnos goes around and puts all of the other gods to sleep and he's putting spells on them to put them asleep. And we're thinking that they're dead and everybody's thinking they're dead. No, they're just asleep. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until an awakened, embodied son was able to come and speak words of life and wake them up. Because all I got to do is stand around them and they're going to be healed. He had, he had so much to give. His cup runneth over with life, with love, with abundance. Everywhere he, he went, things got places. Uh, the land, man, these jokers said, if you go into a city, leave that, wipe that dust off your feet. If they don't welcome you and greet you, don't give them your peace. That he, just because it touched you and there's life in you, around you, on you, get the dust off your feet, wipe it off, and it'll be better for that city. It, it'll be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city that rejected you when the judgment comes. Because verily, when you go into that city, judgment's already there because there's light and life in you and the dead know it and they despise you because it reminds them of their destruction. So when we're talking about life, death, the afterlife, it gets a little bit more complicated with the Bible because all of this is the different realms and layers of heaven and hell. And we're in between all of it. We are the medium. Mm -hmm. Christ is the mediator. It's where the, you get the word in, uh, intermediate or from medium. God hates mediums. Well, he rose up a damn good one. I tell you that. His name's Jesus. <laughs> tell you yeah. that. You know what is crazy? It's just coming to me. As you're speaking about this, Dr. Lucky kept pulling up October 13th and kept asking me about it. Anyway, but Eisenhower came to me uh, at mm. when I was doing a conference. I was live on a stage with Ian Clayton doing a Q and A with like 400 people. 
And I didn't know, I don't know what Eisenhower looks like, but this dude, it was around Halloween. It was October, actually, probably <laughs> 1999. I don't know. But anyway, dude was standing there in his uniform, uh, a military uniform. And I looked at Ian and I was like, are you seeing this? Because I'm trying to be all cool on the stage, you know, like, like nothing's happening. Everyone's sitting. He's standing in the back. And all of a sudden, I say to myself, who is that? Yeah. And instantly, I hear Eisenhower. And I'm like, Eisenhower? And I'm, you know, I'm not the best with history, but I was like thinking, I'm, I'm guessing he's a general. I'm, he looks like a general or some kind of military guy. Well, when we left, the sh when we left the conference, went back, I was like, immediately got on the computer and I Googled Eisenhower and up comes a picture. Obviously, he's a president and whatever. And, um, yeah, and that was October and we were all talking about it. I'm like, and it was his birthday. So whatever his birthday is, that was the day he came. He came yeah. on his birthday to my conference and years later, uh, I got invited to go to Dallas to meet up with Laura. It, it's a strange stuff. It's some strange stuff. But anyway, yeah. Laura ended up coming or in my field. We talked, we met up in Dallas. I remember calling her or she called me actually it's a long thing and I'm like dude your grandfather came to me and probably everyone tells her that or I don't know they probably all get to her to, I'm like just specifically he came to me on his birthday and all he said was you know all he didn't even say anything anyway ended up I had contacted her it's a it's so long yeah. but anyway she ended up doing my birth chart on my birthday at my birth time and she's in montana 10 minutes away from me didn't even know it and so i felt like when i look back at the whole thing i'm like oh my god the message was just remember this birthday eisenhower birthday eisenhower and like now she's my best friend and i know that she lives you know before yeah. i didn't even she was up the street for me and now we're like best friends and so there's these weird things that, that sometimes yep. I don't have to say anything but you can kind of figure out or look back and go what was that all that about but he was a connector for us too yeah. you know a medium literally a mediator like Craig and um, something that came to me uh, as you were talking Derek was um I've, I've had periods in my life when a particular moment in history has been really, really highlighted to me. For example, um, oh, years ago, probably the best part of 10 years ago, I was completely obsessed with um, sort of ancient Celtic history. And I went into all the old Celtic saints. Um, and uh, you, I don't know if you know, like over here in the UK, we had a, um, an amazing history with regards to the sort of the, the birth, birthing of Christianity in the West on the like outer islands of Scotland. Um, and I was completely obsessed with all this and I did all this research and, and these, these um, saints, I would literally feel them in the room as, mm. as I was like researching this. And I knew that there was a connection there. And I knew that, that they were teaching me, even though I couldn't see them, even though yeah. it wasn't like a verbal communication or anything like that, I knew for whatever reason, they were showing me a lot about their culture the, the stuff they walked in was was so mysterious. I mean, they yeah. were shape-shifting, they were healing, this, that, and the other. I mean, they, they would... <laughs> there's a story. I mean, I love it all, where... Um, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Patrick. I can't remember. 
um, someone had stolen someone's herd and had cooked them and we're about to eat them. He walks in and speaks them back into life. These animals come back to life and he goes, right, there's your herd. You know, they, was that Patrick? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so all these sorts of things, I mean, I was there like completely gobbling all this up, like this is amazing. Why, but why am I so obsessed with it? But then after a good year or two, it just, it just went away again. And then that, that kind of period stopped. But when that ended, I became completely obsessed with the Welsh revival. Um, and, and I was literally have feeling Evan Roberts around me, who was, I don't know if anyone knows about the Welsh revival. He was, um, the guy who's kind of, I mean, it literally changed the world because the Welsh revival was the birthplace of, well, what happened there was taken over to Azusa street. And then the rest is history, as you well know. Um, so my point in that is when we go through these, these times when, you know, with history, we're connecting with the souls who are connected with that event or time in history do you have any experiences like that yourself yeah Yeah, man um i would say look up either his birthday or his death day the the saints that really uh, resonate with you Mm -hmm. or even if you don't know any saints just go online and look up saints that patron saints of your birthday and mine was a very powerful experience of, of you know figuring that out, just somebody that I was resonating with a lot, just doing my research, which was St. Anthony of Egypt and um, starting to read his story. And then how it was like, interest me and it, it tied so much into mine, like what he did, the type of beings that he encountered and dealing with the devil and with demons that came and killed him. And then his, his, his disciples brought him back to life. And instead of running from the demons, he said, bring me back to life. Let me go fight him again. And he goes and fights these demons that took his life and Christ shows up and light comes out of him. And he's just going into the the wilderness, into the desert to seek God. And he's met by all of these different type of creatures and stuff. This is a saint. And um, and he, he, he died on my birthday. And so it was so weird to put two and two together because I had been through, you know, a lot of weird stuff in the occult where beings would come to me and and look very much like some of the ones that that he encountered which was mind blowing. So for me to make that connection was deep. And then to um, just look at what even many of the Catholics are doing is honoring them, these saints on, on, on their birthdays. But i tell you this, let me just throw this out there, that it goes a lot, it's a lot older than Catholicism, right? They, they've taken it and kind of made it th- their own. You know, we, we celebrate the technology. We celebrate the fact that they're still uh, honoring and personifying the energy. But those same saints and the personifications continue to go back to the Hebrew tradition. And the Hebrews took it from other traditions. The Hebrews in the Bible, they took it from Egypt and they took it from the Canaanites and they took it from Sumeria. And all of this goes back to the seven spirits of God, which are supposed to be channeled and called upon with statues, with fasting, with Ash Wednesday that just past all of these different traditions are ancient easter esther all of easter like listen this is very ancient and it's hidden from the profane it's hidden from us like when when we start talking about some of the stuff that scares the protestants and it, it is scary trust me we've been they trained us to make it make us run from the truth right and which is called blasphemy when you take something that was that was designed by god for a righteous way where you can get clear answers with and then you flip it upside down and make the people scared of it and make the people hate it and, and, and teach them how to do that. So all of these 
these structures, all of these systems, religious systems have taken, taken these spiritual technologies and they're using it for themselves. And, and by doing that, the way that they're hiding it, you know, they're, they're, there's reasons behind it all, right? You don't want to give a gun to a toddler, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's wisdom in that. But the fact that when we come with light, life and love inside of you, and you revisit some of these ancient modalities that were stolen from us, and, and you you allow God and the angels and everybody who was of the light to be open to that, man, Jesus did it. That's what that Jesus did it. And he, he partnered with them and it says he had become the fullness of the Godhead. In Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All of those who are of love and of light, he had access to. And we know this. We know for a fact that at the Mount of Transfiguration, I'm convinced that this was happening because it's in antiquity that every time that he went to pray, that he wasn't just... Lord, I just thank you for my day. I pray for, pray for Craig, pray you bless him, God. And no, he was communing. He was going to be taught. He was going into the caves. He was going on top of the mountains and he was communing at the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible tells us with Moses and Elijah came to sup with him and to meet with him and to teach him. Mm -hmm. And so they've got us thinking that, oh, those are dead guys. They're not dead. No, they are not dead. They may be dead to you, but they're very alive to Christ. You couldn't tell that you couldn't. So what happens now is, you know, we share our stories and stuff and we do that so that the people who are going through this, who are being visited, who have exhausted all of their resources and nothing's working, but there's something inside of them that's leading them. We'd be open and honest and share this stuff because when you mention it, the religious have been trained to mock you. They've been trained to say, hey, that's a demon. Those are demons you're talking to. Demons only come that way because they're ignorant of antiquity and how creating a monument or casting something inside of a stone, you were able to commune with it. You had a point of reference. Yes. Casting stones and casting lots. Mm -hmm. And they poured molten metal and created a figure. And they were commanded to do this or they made it out of the dirt. They needed something tangible because, yeah, the magi, the imagination that if you know that this is a visual representation, that if I have this, Christ told us to go and take uh, bread and wine and do this in remembrance of me. As if that in its natural state has any type of magic to it, but it's energy. It's yeah. something that generates a memory. My God, I start, I, I, I usually cry trying to think about, talk about this. It, it lets you know it hits deep. Yeah. It hits deep. It, it brings up emotions out of me that that's what he, that's what I need. I need them emotions. Truth seeker. I got, I got you, bro. Remember where you were when I found you, bro. Yeah, I'm still with you. I'll never leave you. Never forsake you. If you, as long as you can remember me. And as long as you can teach people to remember me, as long as you can bring people into righteous encounter that leaves them marked for life, which is what happened to everybody when they came into contact with, with Christ. And I hope that's what happens when they come into contact with me and with you guys. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you said the blasphemy thing, it reminded me how the cabal will use whatever they can, but they'll say conspiracy theorists, you know, it's like oh yeah, similar <laughs> with this world or this category of religion. It's like, yeah. They can use whatever 
But if you start getting into crystals or oils or anything that's actually in the Bible, by the yeah. way, yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, that's blasphemy, you know, and it's like. But just, let their favorite pastor teach on it because they will. It, you know, that's what seers and prophets do. Like that comes with the territory. You're able to see things from an elevated perspective. You're able to ascend up the mountain and be able to look, man, this connects, man. I see Egypt and I see Christianity and I see the veneration for the son of God. Oh, but y'all, they taught us to hate the son. They taught us the son. They taught us, they taught us all types of things that is here to benefit us so that we demonize it and we demonize what we don't understand, but let their favorite pastor get up there and start teaching on essential oils or, or uh, charging uh, your words, carrying power to charge water and to Dr. Emoto and uh, scents and fragrant offerings and all of this kind of stuff. And it's okay. But we out here as forerunners, man, we've been talking about UFOs for years. I got songs from years ago. I got demonized, laughed at, mocked. We're talking about the morning stars and all of that years ago in the church. And now you're going to have pastors and dames who are having sermons about the coming UFO invasion. But hold on. You can't tell me that's no evasion. Those are my friends you're talking about, man. Yep, indeed. Ain't no evasion. They've been invading me. I've been talking with them when y'all been doing other things. I wake up early. I got I know what times they coming. Come on now. We've been doing this for a long time. You're, you're never going to get, you know, they're not going to, oh, my God. But listen, it's come because it shows you everything that you knew that you picked up in the spirit. It was true. And it, and it comes later. And, and I tell you what, the people don't honor you. But they do. The spirits honor you. The angels honor you. It's kind of good when you don't have people to honor you because it goes directly to the angels. Yeah. It goes directly to heaven because it because it because nobody's there to honor you and give you that kudos. Give you that pat. Oh, you're fasting today. Awesome, brother. Cool. You're very spiritual. I don't want you to know. I do my fasting in silence. It says don't let nobody know what you're doing. You can't tell that I'm of Christ. I look like a new ager. Listen, I'm, I'm I want Christ to honor me. I want I want them to, to, to I want I want to remember them on earth so they'll remember me in heaven and they do. And they do. Yeah. I'm sure Craig has something and I, we're running out of time. But Craig, you go <laughs> and I got something that's just like right at my No, you go. Door. Honestly, it's fine. You go, you go, go, go. Okay, I want to go here. So tattoos, right? Uh -oh. I got uh, so tattoos, you're not supposed to get a tattoo for the dead, right? Or it's somehow like you know, anyway, and as a as a physician, you know, there are some things that can cause meridian issues, you yeah. know, with the ink and what kind of ink and the, is it toxic? And but I have tattoos. I have Dread Champion. I have his Dread Champion. I have Superman, Wonder Woman. I have like a wolf. I see. All, I love the flower of life. I have mm -hmm. 14 tattoos and I was really, you know, condemned for the piercing. I got this. Uh, nose ring years ago because of Esther and I felt like I was bonded to Christ. Um, you know, these are to me having to do with God. Like this is a remembrance for me yeah. to the, uh, to the living. Uh, and, and it's a, uh, anchor for me if I'm having a, a, a day when I look down and go, I'm his dread champion, you know, um, to me, Wonder Woman, Superman, they're just mirrors of Christ consciousness and the abilities that we are as you know what we have the abilities to do as superhumans uh, we're supposed to be supernatural but 
uh, obviously you have tattoos. I don't know, Craig, do you have tattoos? I've never even know. No, you, you got, yes, you do. Okay, good. So can you talk about tattoos for a minute? Is this a thing? Can we go yeah. there? I mean, yeah, I, I'll just repeat what you said and what I've already said that they exist as a, uh, as a reminder, you know, and, and the whole idea of tattoos for the dead, you know, I think even the first thing that comes to your mind is like in memory, in loving memory of somebody like, the, no, that's not what it's talking about. They, they were, there were many ancient practices where they would take the, the ashes uh, of the dead and they would use that as their ink. So they're literally defiling themselves with the other, with other flesh and putting their, their flesh within them from the ashes. Right. So, and, and it's for many different belief systems and, and reasons and whether that was that they would be identified in the, in the, in the next life in between that they would be able to see the family because of their crest. Um, so I don't um, I don't have too much uh, that that's pro. You know, Jesus comes back with a new name written on his leg or his, his thigh or whatever. Um, but but right. when, whenever whenever you look at um, whenever you look at antiquity, they're they're finding some of the oldest uh, you know mummified remains. They come back with with tattoos with eyeliner tattooed on them many different tattoos that they're finding in some of the earliest remains that they've ever found. They have different tattoos and, um, and, and they were for spiritual reasons, but it was saying, do, uh, I guess dealing with the living or whatever. So don't have much on it, but tattoos is specifically for the dead. So even with this whole medium thing and talking to the dead and all that kind of stuff, this is a huge preset that we really didn't touch on that. When you go back and read that in the scriptures uh, in the old Testament, that, the the familiar spirits, the necromancers, the witcher, the, the the witches, the mediums, the warlocks, all of that, those were not people. Those were all spirits. And so they've messed us up with the etymology because we know John Edwards is a medium. So we see John Edwards as a medium, and then we go read the Bible and it says, Don't consult a medium. Oh, that tells me not to go to John Edwards because he's a medium. No, 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 no. Those were spirits. A necromancer wasn't a person. It was an entity that can only be summoned by killing something. Mm. You had to kill an animal. You had to kill a person in order to pay the price, pay the toll to get the information from that entity. The word, the, the word familiar spirit is oob. It, is, it, it comes from a jar, like a magical genie, a spirit that you've caught or gin and put in a jar and sealed it. So now you can go back to it and get the information. Now you can inhale it and let this spirit, this soul live in, inside of you and give you information. But you got to pay. You got to pay for Jesus, man. The do this in remembrance of me. All gods, all spirits, in order to keep them here in this realm, they only got so much energy where they get to show up and give you an apparition or bring information. And you got to continue to give energy. Now, when you, this will blow your head off, but if you're ready to, to dive in, yep. all of the, all of the Old Testament offerings were things that they were, they were gifts to the gods. Mardi Gras, we're in Mardi Gras right now here in Mobile. And Mardi Gras is where you give the gods a gift or you give them energy and the gods come down and give you gifts. So there was this exchange where you give something to the gods 
Yahweh, El, which uh, Sin, Sinai, all of them, you bring something to them and they come down from their holy mountain and they protect you. They heal your land. They 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 rebuke the devourer. Like if you bring, if you call upon me, call upon the name of the Lord, your God, and they'll show up and they'll listen to you. And so Israel had many gods and they brought many offerings and they wanted different things and they had different tastes. Such is the same for the mirror spirits of the underworld that live in the wells that live down in the, in, in the depths of the abyss, who they were speaking to and getting information from. And that we're, they were told not to, it says to look up, lift up your head, lift up the heads of the ancient ones, of the wise ones among you. It tells you how to do it in those verses where it condemns any of this stuff. You don't just condemn it and turn its back. No, it tells you the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. They'll never come and get on to you for doing something and not tell you what you did wrong. No, I told you guys how to get clear answers from me. Do not, when you go into that land that I'm about to give you, don't learn their ways. I am, it says to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God, but do this. Go to the prophet that I gave you, learn from him. And when you become a prophet, do this. And there are every all of these spiritual technologies that I've I'm fully convinced that the scriptures tell you to do it. But it's in the wording. You read over it really quick and you've already got it figured out. Um, and, and most of it's in obscurity. It's a, it's in obscurity. The wise ones. It says, seek the wise ones among you. And so we just think that's, uh, you know, there's people in your tribe who's smart. Just go ask them. What if they don't know? No, 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 because it, even if that is the case, because that's what you're doing in the physical, right? But who are they seeking? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? What talisman and amulets are, are they wearing? Whose face is on that dollar bill? Mm-hmm. That's a talisman. What kind of magical symbols are on, on your on your dollar dollar bill? What mm-hmm. kind of monuments and what type of obelisk do they have in, in um, Washington to channel energy, memories, and information? Yeah. All of this was... I'm saying this because it shows you the right way to do it before it corrects you about the wrong way. Yeah, that's um, my, I think Craig and I, the reason why we do this show, I don't think I know is we really encourage people not to just listen to whoever, not even us like this show. Like if you do your research, go look, think for yourself. Don't, you know, I'm not saying don't listen to your pastor, but I'm kind of saying don't listen to your pastor. You know, <laughs> I was always that person who, you know, my pastor when I was in high school was like, you know, oh, no, we don't speak in tongues anymore, you know, or we don't dance or, we don't or you know, women can't be in ministry because you don't have the right body parts or, you know, all the things. There's so many rules that are not even in the Bible, you know, and I know both of you probably get all kinds of people just like I do who are like, but this and oh, but my pastor said oils are bad or crystals are, you know, it's like, but what do you say about it? Have you looked into it? Like, don't, why are you looking to them at all? Like I'm not saying that there aren't people that you you could trust and look to, but I'm saying, and I know Craig has said this, don't even trust me. Like literally don't trust me. Yeah. I want you to go look for yourself about all of these things anyone who's watching 
do some research, dig around. And I don't mean like go Google one thing. I mean, like, I know all of us, at least the three of us, I know I'm constantly reading, studying. I know you truth seeker. I mean, you, Derek spends hours and hours of research every week, every day. And I know, I and, I, and I, I live for it. I mean, I love learning. I love, I'm, a, I, I'm an eternal student and I think we all are if we choose to be. And I love learning this stuff, um, remembering, I should say, this yep. stuff. Um, so, uh, Craig, anything come to mind? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, something just came to mind then. Let's check I don't lose it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, for me, uh, like I say, I'm quite open. My, you know, my spiritual practice still remains very Christ-centered despite all the crazy arenas that <laughs> we, uh, we, we dabble with. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> we, we can't allow ourselves to be uh, controlled by fear fear of be if you're scared of being deceived you will be deceived um and so you know my my practices i know i'm i'm inhabited by the holy spirit and i know that 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 is the spirit of truth who leads and guides us into all truth and i have completely surrendered completely surrendered to that and i feel completely safe going into all this crazy stuff that we we go into because i know that I'm being guided one way or another. And if I go down a, a trail that isn't for me, yeah. I get direct, redirected back. And it's mm -hmm. totally, totally safe. So I guess if I had any parting words, it's just that don't, if you're controlled by, if you're not going into something because you're afraid, like I said at the beginning, when I had that tarot reading from Matthew Morney and something rose up in me and I was like, Derek, help. <laughs> it was stupid. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it was stupid. It was just a trigger. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Derek helped me and just, just it was something that I've now overcome. Um, but if we can't allow ourselves to be controlled by fear, we have we all have the spirit of truth within us. And this era that we're in, it is breaking open. We realize that the matrix that's controlled us is based on lies. And the biggest fear of the controllers is that we transcend it we go above it and like derek said we get in a higher perspective i keep only derek or truth seeker <laughs> we get in a higher perspective and we look down on the matrix and go hang on a minute i can take that i can take that i can see that i can see that this is what the ascension is this is we're rising up the mountain so to speak in fact i've got sacred mountain on my beard uh essential oil <laughs> it helps it, it inspires me um so yeah any parting words for me is don't be afraid uh, certainly don't be controlled by fear and, and allow the spirit of truth to, to open you up to these realms and you'll never be the same again. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I mean, I was driving when I went to go to Mississippi yesterday and I actually drove through Alabama the day before I probably maybe went right by you, but um, I was, I was just in the car and this happens to me a bunch. Like I'll literally be driving or in the passenger seat, I'll be like, I am just like, who am I? What are we doing? Like, I'll be sitting here thinking, okay, I'm just, uh, I'm in here. I know I'm in here and I'm sitting next to somebody and there's someone in there and we're just driving in this vehicle on this road where all these other cars are. And there's someone in each of those bodies of, you know, all, we're all just particles of light, spirit, whatever. And they're all just on this road in this area on this plane in this earth in space you know it's like what's it all about that's what I, I was just driving and i have these thoughts and and i thought you know what the the answer for me that i got 
in that headspace was Bob, Bob would say too, I'm love. I'm born in love. I'm unconditional love. My pre-existing condition was love. It's still love. And I am just here, whether I'm driving or walking to Walmart or wherever, just to bump into other people with light, transmute anything that isn't light into light, turn on lights, interact with other people who may be lower energies, higher energies, alchemy all the time. You know, like we're just here to help raise the planet, literally. Yeah. And, um, you know, and everyone even here watching today or watching the replay, you know, we all have access to this and to be this. This is everyone's job. Whether you think that's your job or not, that's the only reason why we're here is to just remember to love to be light and to be truth. So why don't we do it? Why don't we go be kind to someone, go help someone, go love on someone, go text that person that you've been thinking about that you just haven't reached out to or call that person or go by and bring food to somebody or that's sick or whatever. I mean, like do the things, embody light, embody love. Like that's only reason with all the deaths and everything that's been going on for me, it has been freaking rough and i've literally been like what the hell like why are we even here if we just yeah. leave you know but when you did this with karen and she's watching apparently like i felt a shift right away and i feel it i felt it yesterday with dr lucky there are huge things happen everyone who can ever go see dr lucky needs to for all the things and and then today this is just another cherry on the top of just like i literally feel physically different talking about this right now out loud that's and gospel I, man that's gospel it's good news man you know what i'm saying that hey this ain't there's more to come there's more here you're multi-dimensional that you're encountering it you're experiencing it now like that's great news it would suck to when you die, that's the best part. No, listen, how about, okay, if that, listen, if it is the best part when you die, then die today. I'm not talking about take your own life, but I'm talking about give it away freely. Become a living sacrifice. Give God something. Give him some energy. Give Christ something. Give beauty some energy that it can show up and show out in your life. We got help. We got friends in high places. And we're here to encourage people and be like, to shine like the light that we are. This is not our final place. This ain't even where we came from. We came from the place of beauty and of, of light. And like you said, we came here to evolve this place. Everything gets an upgrade because you're here. Everybody's standing around you, just like Jesus, when he embodied and realized and remembered why he came. And now he was able to speak into everybody else's life and remember them. Hey, you, I saw you when you were under that fig tree. Mm-hmm. I saw you. How'd you see me? I was by myself. I saw you. I know things. I saw you when you were here. I saw you here. And they're talking about memories that these people had. They're talking about past lives that it took you hearing somebody else or hearing it in a song or, or, uh, Craig, like diving into antiquity and and the Scottish and and all of their spirituality they had so that your spirituality today and what you're experiencing makes sense. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to actualize this, this information that has been taken away from us for a good reason. There's a difference when somebody who has light in them 
prophesy. And it's something, it's something else in somebody of darkness who don't have the ability. Now you got to convince. Yeah. Now you get into trickery. Not that's the only thing of what makes a false prophet. And wow. you're out here tricking people, pretending. But when yeah. you show up and you call upon the name of the Lord your God and you breathe and you do breath work and you gaze into the sun and lift your hands and man, listen, it ain't the same. And these have been taken away from us and hidden from us, man. We are the ones we're waiting for. Yes. That's yep. right. And my first book talks about that of what happens in the spirit realm when you have someone that shouldn't have said what they said how that affects us in oh, yeah. our field versus someone who can literally lift, ignite. Yeah. And some of my decrees are I ignite the Christ consciousness in everyone I contact. Yeah. I am the resurre resurrection light. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the thing. Jesus said greater things than these. You, yeah. are, We are supposed to do greater things than what he did. So probably, you know, who that's, that means there's no limit, really, you know, omnipresent, you know, uh, walking through wall, there's so many things that we are doing that we don't realize that we're doing. And then there's things that we should be doing that we aren't doing yet. And so I just encourage you guys out there watching, get out there and love on somebody today. Do your job, be the light, radiate, get out there and love, speak kind things, be a vessel of love today be a vessel of light today and put away these childish things that come as blasphemy or you know doctrination and you know false teachings that's literally a false teaching all these programs that are meant to keep us like locked in to some kind of prison planet and not remembering all the great things that we already are if it's it just, was if it was working i wouldn't tell i wouldn't say nothing else if everything that they've been teaching us and showing us was working, but it's not, we're we've we've gotten good at pretending that people are getting healed, pretending to hear from the spirit, pretending to see an angel. No, 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 it ain't working. Quit pretending. The same for everybody. Some people are okay with pretending. It's cool. It makes you feel good and stuff. But for the ones who are, hold on, man. This is what I signed up for. A three-point sermon uh, to come back next week, and I'm like I'm watching a show. I'm I just I'm just a I'm a bystander. No, this the word of God is living. If it if it was working, listen, cool, do it. And anything that is working in Christianity, man, keep it. Keep it. Anything that's working anywhere, bring forth life and peace. Listen, we salute that. We salute that all day. I know I do. I do. I thank you. Thank you for being love. Thank you for being light. And yeah, you're doing some pretty mean stuff too. But listen. There comes a time when that's going to separate and, 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 and the cream and the spirit will rise and that which is heavy and dense will be stuck here. But the beauty that they embody and the beauty that they create needs to be honored and celebrated. And for those people who you think are dead, listen, the only thing that's dead with them is, is that heavy, dense stuff, the black fog that goes into the shadow realm. And we don't want nothing. We don't want to remember that. We want to speak on it. We want to learn from it. But we want to honor the beauty in it. And when you find an individual that has maybe just a little speck of beauty in them, there's hope. And you can double down and honor that Christ did it with everything and with everyone. And then he became friends. He was in relationship with all of these people because he saw something in them that they didn't see in themselves. That's gospel, guys. That's us. We got to do that. Nothing less. That's plumb line. If you ain't doing that, I don't know what you're doing. We got that's that's where we start. 
That's so cool. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and women. So. Them too. <laughs> Awesome. Thank well, y'all for having me. I, I'm so I get fired up. I don't mean to come across. I really just means a lot. Studying so much and, and experiencing stuff. So I love all so. of it. Yes. Um. And two. Speaking of Laura, before we get off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everyone to follow this guy. Get his music. Go to his website. Go to his Facebook. Get on our social media. I have all the links right here. You can find him and find all what he's about because he's got some great podcasts with a lot of really cool people that um, if you aren't already connected with him, connect with him, please. I'm telling you, he's been an inspiration for a long, long time for all of many of us. Um, And also this Sunday, I want to remind y'all, we do have Laura on for our members meeting. Um, So I saw that some of y'all, Heather J and Dana, and so a few of y'all are members. If you're not a member, you can be a member. The link is on there. It's just a a, a very small amount of money to help us keep this channel going and all the behind the scenes. If you only knew how much work this is, it's really not um, as easy as it may look (laughs) for anybody who has ever tried to do this. There's a lot of time and money that goes into this. And so um, I would love your support. Uh, we would love to have you. And what we love about the meetings that we have monthly is we right now, the three of us are here and we see your comments and we see your names and it's like, okay. And and we start to see, you know, other people, the same names over and over. And we're like, okay, I kind of get your vibe. But on the, when we zoom together, we see your faces, we see your living room, we see all of you. And we are talking back and forth. We're interacting, we're engaging. It's, it's very personal uh, and it's not just like y'all watching us, but we're watching you and we're talking to you and you're asking questions. And I mean, Craig, speak a little bit about it. And, and yeah, we'll- uh, for, for me, that that's where it's at for me because we're, we're community. Again, no more celebrities, no more we're at the front on the camera and you're out there as minions. Yeah. You know, we are a community. We are the Knights of the Round Table. We're all one. Um, and uh, I love connecting with people face to face. That was one of the worst things about the 2020 situation. Um, but uh, I think it's great because, like you say, I've got a lot of friends on Facebook uh, who've sort of become friends through doing this. Um, and it's great to see your posts and stuff, but to actually speak to you face to face, granted through a camera, I hope that changes soon. Um, it's brilliant. And, and I love meeting up you all and everybody has a contribution to what the heck's going on on the planet right now. Everybody. Yeah. That's the message of the hour for me is that we all have to be activated and, and engaged in rescuing the planet and creating heaven on earth. And that's what this is all about. So just creating that community, meeting people and chilling out together. Yes. Yes. So verbally, we invite you for this Sunday at two o'clock central and verbally, Derek, if you could tell them where to find you, because again, I have the links, but I, for those who may not see the links or whatever, I just want them to hear it too. For sure. Yeah, goes. Yes. Yeah. Same. Thank you. And again, thank you guys for having me. It means a lot. I love talking about this stuff again. And, and I, I love it when other people can get it and, you know, we can roll ideas off of each other. That's this. I mean, that's what community does. Right. Um, yeah. But you can check out my work. Truthseeker.com. Truth. S-E-E-K-A-H dot com. My podcast, my music. Um, 
I do weekly sessions and stuff too on Zoom, and it's a very affordable. You can see. Here's the thing that we gotta uh, like attack because it's a, a Christian thing. You you can't tie in everybody. You can't support everybody. No, no, no. We've made it available and cheap enough where you can support everybody and and keep going because there's there's abundance out there. There's abundance out there for us to work together and not have somebody on because they're gonna steal members and listen to church. I learned that from the church, man. And it's it's demonic is what it is. And it's it's combative and there's that there's not enough it's scarcity mentality because they got a few donations and a few members, they hold they don't wanna let it go. But the moment that you let it go and you begin to spin and you begin to invest and you begin to promote and all these and you don't get nothing in return. Man, listen, then you're a great conduit to for God to blow into and bless and invest in. And so, man, this is what we're doing. Support these guys. They've been putting in the work and it, they it's not easy. They make it look easy. And uh, your, your, your money, your finances, your donation. I want to say this. this I'm going to get too deep with you real quick. But the same way that Jesus is asking you to remember him with an offering, the same thing works. If you don't. Like if you don't have the finances or the energy that converts into finances to keep the internet on, you we're not here having this this conversation. If you can't, you don't have here. So if somebody has to give, energy has to come from somewhere to go into invest in something, what you're doing. And it's really good ground because what you're doing is inspiring so many people and touching so many lives and letting people know, listen, it ain't over. It's only just begun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Derek. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yes, it's a great investment. I I think it's a great investment and invest in this guy too, because he's been around way longer doing this in a different way than I have for a while. And then also the music. Oh my God. The best way to really remember and inspire and ignite is music with lyrics. I mean, that's a huge way for a frequency shift. And I love all his music, his videos. You guys would really be blessed to, to join in with all of that. So um love you all next week what is next week oh my gosh next week good god almighty you're not going to even believe that i got this guy but next week we have uh joshua coleman rules of engagement or, and i keep saying engagement estrangement so one of the things that i'm seeing i don't know about all y'all is there is such a division in families right now whether it's marriages, kids, um, people are being ghosted, cut off, you know, uh, a family member gets married and then the grandparents can't see the kids and you never see the, the son or the daughter again, or, you know, or politics come in or the medical decisions that have happened over the last two years, three years have, oh, we can't go see you because you didn't do this, or we can't go see you because you did go do this, or, because of who you voted for or what you, you know, all these things have the statistics for estrangement in America and the world right now are the highest that they have ever, ever been. So this guy, Dr. Joshua Coleman is on the show next week live, and he will be discussing how to navigate through all of those things. Uh, I'm in my own personal situation. Some of y'all know and I'm, I'm and I've heard all of y'all believe me when you do the counseling for your you mean coming to me for your physical stuff it comes up the emotions of the divorce it's like a divorce is really going on with kids uh, siblings uh, parents 
some some parents are divorcing their kids some kids are divorcing their parents i mean it goes all the different ways and um so i think it's been very um i guess like trendy to ghost people and call it a boundary and be like oh i can't talk to that person they low they lower my vibe or we don't agree or whatever and it's like it, they're they're missing the point of that alchemy they're missing the point of having a healthy discussion as adults to sit down and talk like matthew 18 when matthew 8 18 says go if there's a problem you sit down with them you work it out if that doesn't work you bring in a mediator or a medium if that doesn't work you bring more people so um yeah this is this one's going to be a big one um but also just really i hope to see y'all next week i hope to see you sunday share this like it um definitely love all of y'all love you craig thank you so much we're going to have you back Truth Seeker in April, I believe, the first week of April. Um, so y'all stay tuned. Join us if you'd like to join us. And I, I can't wait for next week. Y'all have our Sunday for some of you that I'm, we're going to see. We'll talk soon. Bless you guys. Thanks,